Welcome to Unbound Turnarounds, a podcast all about the challenges women business owners think about constantly, but rarely voice. We're Nicole and Mallory, entrepreneurs, friends, and co-founders of Business Unbound, a community helping women alleviate the headaches, heartaches, and backaches so work actually works for life. This is your safe space for the ups, downs, and the turnarounds. Welcome back to Unbound Turnarounds. We are excited to be back into season two this week. And how are you doing, Mallory? I am wonderful. I love season two. Yes, I do too. I feel like we want season two to be all the season. It might be. Maybe that will happen. We'll play it by ear. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm extra excited because I feel so honored to introduce our guest today. So today we have Tiffany Grimm Fulton. She's a speaker, a transformational coach, an entrepreneur, and a global adventure retreat leader. As the visionary founder of two thriving companies, she's pioneering a unique blend of evidence-based science and earth-based wisdom, I love it, in the coaching industry. With an array of offerings, including online courses, group coaching programs, one-on-one immersions, and energetic alignment sessions, plus international quests, which speaks to my heart, Tiffany has mentored top athletes, business executives, entrepreneurs, parents, and emerging game changers. Tiffany is known for bringing primal wisdom to the forefront of self-discovery and behavior change, offering a gateway for individuals to tap into their natural intelligence. Tiffany's mission is to help purpose-driven achievers, innovative thinkers, and change pioneers create the personal and professional lives they long for, all while leaving their unique imprint in the world. Tiffany also happens to be a friend of mine and has some amazing life experiences that I have had the pleasure to learn about through the years. So she has so much wisdom to share, and I cannot wait to dive into this episode with her. Tiffany, thank you so much for being here. Mallory, I am super excited, more so just to have a conversation with you both and chat. And now we're in a place where we can reflect on all of those trials and tribulations. I watched you grow your business from the ground up, and it's super exciting to see where you are now. So thank you for having me. I love these connections. I love getting to meet Mallory's loveys. And especially (laughs) for this season, like we have so many great guests, but this one I'm particularly excited about. So just as a quick reminder before we dig in, we are talking all about entrepreneur well-being this season. And we really wanted to talk with you, Tiff, because you're so good at exploring how women can just like embrace their unique spiritual paths and their passions and find their sense of purpose, even if they feel like they've lost it a little bit along the way. And all of that working together just makes business feel better. Mm -hmm. So to get us started, I would love to just hear a little bit more about your professional journey prior to starting your current business. So what was that like? Yeah, it was a whirlwind. So I have a degree in sports medicine. And my vision was that I was going to be a team doctor, I was going to graduate, go to med school, I was going to do the thing. And by the time I got to my fourth year in college, I played basketball as well. I was so burnt out from everything that I just wanted to break. So I moved to Breckenridge and became a cocktail Mm. waitress and a kickboxing (laughs) instructor. Oh, hey. Okay. I see My degree served to no end. And it was the best thing that I did because I just gave myself the space to dream and play. But at the same time, I was still very much imbalanced because I was in that push paradigm for 
even since I was like 14, I was, you know, athletics and academics. And then I still did it after college. And my hormones are very imbalanced too. So that led me to come back to San Diego where I started a yoga practice. I started to kind of get into more alternative therapies. I worked at a physical therapy clinic thinking that I would then do PT. And the clinic where I was, the particular therapist was also trained in energy work. So he started teaching me about more alternative therapy. So then the questions started burning and the fire got lit and I bailed everything. So I went to South America for a year and a half. I packed up my bags. I sold my everything that I had, bought a one-way ticket to South America, which again, my parents were super stoked about. Yeah. And um, parents love that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's what I did with my degree. But that was it. Like that launched me into an entirely new world of, oh, wow, like how do we bridge these gaps? And I, you know, over the years, I look back and it's like, how do we bridge the Western and the Eastern? How do we bridge the earth-based and the wisdom? And so that kicked me off into my next career, which was actually with a yoga organization. So we traveled around the world for six years. I was the merchandising manager for the yoga organization, but also was training in the practice. And then by the time I got back, this is a longer story, not short, but by the time I got back from all of that traveling, it was like, how do I weave this together? Because I still had my athletic spirit. And then I had all this other knowledge that I gratefully received from so many teachers all over the world. And so I came to my corporate job at that point. And that was about 11 years ago, 10 years ago, 11 years ago. That's when I came to Exos, which is a human performance and coaching company. And in the middle of all that, I created Mother's Moving Mountains, or it created itself, and I I led it. So that was the retreat piece. And then throughout all of those years, I was coaching a lot of individuals. I was leading groups of women. I had already started leading retreats, and I found myself doing a ton of coaching within the corporate space, even though that wasn't my designated role. And so all of that's kind of emerging to this point now where I get to really bridge all the gaps in my life and in all of the philosophies that I've learned. It's in a very kind of large nutshell. No, thank you (laughs) for covering all that because I knew there were lots of pieces to that. Yeah. But I think listeners can already see or hear that, you know, a lot of these pieces are going to come into play with our conversation today. Before we get into that though, so you spent, it was like 10 years, I would say in corporate, if you don't count the yoga stuff before, before you stepped into the entrepreneur the full-on, I would say, full-time entrepreneurial path. What lessons from the corporate world did you take with you as you were considering starting this new journey? Yeah, I think those lessons start further back, even when I'm in athletics and academics and college and learning how to work as a team and lead and manage time and manage so many things on your plate. So that kind of gave me a, a boost in skill level for sure. But the relationships that I created over that time helped me to realize like, wow, I I can support in this way. And I am inherently a coach at heart because I love holding up a mirror to people and saying, look at your greatness. Like, this is you. What you perceive yourself in this moment, what you think is impossible is just a condition of the mind. Like, that's not actually you speaking. So just even those those interactions over the years were inspiration and enough to say, okay, this can be my life. Also, the patterns that I saw myself repeating over time, which was, okay, get in a good place, do the role that I think I want to do, and then it starts fading. 
and the inspiration wanes and I just get in this diminished place again. And I figure out how to pump myself back up and I create the thing that I want to create and I do the thing that I want to do. And most of it was behind the scenes. So you don't see that immediate reward or recognition. But then later on down the line, I'm here again. Is that really the rhythm that I want to play? And it wasn't. Yeah, I feel seen by that. Mallory and I have talked about this, but it feels like I'm on this like two year cycle (laughs) of like create, create, super fun, engaged, and then it's working. And you're kind of like, well, I mean, I built it. It's doing the thing. I don't Mm -hmm. find that part quite as fun. Mm -hmm. And then you, it just restarts and restarts and restarts. But like, it sounds like you thought, I don't want to keep repeating this exact same pattern of ups and downs. Like maybe there's something else that can consistently keep my soul lit in this way. Yeah. And and, is that accurate? Yeah, definitely. And there's also, you know, those moments where you do have to get through, like you need a level of grit to get through. And those times of grit taught me, right? Because if I had quit right then, then I wouldn't have that experience. So I do think there's times where we do need to push through and break through and speak our voice and get at the table and carve the play. I literally wrote my own job description for the last role that I had at Exos. And that was the final piece for me. Mm-hmm. That was a piece that I needed to do over 10 years. I had to get to the place where I couldn't go any further because mm-hmm. I was in learning and development, which was my passion to begin right. with. And I was already doing that through all of my roles, but I carved it and then I got there. And again, it's like, okay, is it what comes before the chicken or the egg? But those challenges taught me too. And it gave me more sovereign power Mm -hmm. than if I would have just left and tried to do this at the first one, right? Well, and I think that's an interesting thing to pause on is just, you know, sometimes we do, you know, Mallory calls them like little nigglings at the soul. We get those over time, but it doesn't always mean that it's the right time to start something Mm -hmm. that is eventually the right thing for you, right? Right. So how did you kind of navigate that feeling of, you know, you said along the way, Mother's Moving Mountains kind of created itself and you just accepted the leadership role that, you know, your idea made for you. But how did you navigate, well, maybe this is the right time or this isn't the right time? right? Because this has been building up for a while. Yeah. So I fed my soul with Mother's Moving Mountains while I was at Exos, Mm -hmm. right? While I was at my corporate job. And that fed me enough that I could do both because the corporate world actually had something for me. And I really enjoyed it. I love Mm -hmm. meeting deadlines. I love someone saying like, you got to get this done by this time. Like, let's go. I got this, (laughs) right? Like I'm, I'm your girl. Yeah, I'm your girl. I'm going to get that project done and I'm going to burn it and I'm going to overachieve and I'm going to give you more than you, you know, are asking for. Yeah. I feel seen by you. And that's such a, it's, it's so me. It's so my MO. At the same time, it was like, oh, I need like some downtime. I need that place where I can tap into my spirituality where I can tap into like nourishment and nourishing others and holding space and doing my earthy practices and journaling and all of those things that I really love to do that I couldn't do in the corporate space. And as much as I tried to move some of the philosophies and concepts forward 
in the corporate space because we mm-hmm. were about human performance and I held a role in mindset and I held a role in recovery. Mm-hmm. I couldn't bridge the gap enough to satiate me. You know, like I taught yoga to the athletes, which was like, oh, I brought yoga there, yeah. right? Like yoga right. was a yeah. big deal to like yeah. bring in at that time. It was 2013. Right. It was still like, whoa, yoga? Like, what is that? <laughs> well, I think it's hard, right? In a corporate space, because there's so many hoops to jump through and there's, yeah. you know, it's mm-hmm. big, a lot of people. And so when we're talking, you know, a lot of our guests on the show have left corporate. And it's just really interesting to hear the lessons they take away and the things that weren't working. And you've basically said that was something that wasn't quite hitting the nail on the head for you. And it's such an honor to get to watch you have been in that corporate space and then finally now step into like what you meant, you were really meant to be doing this whole time, but you had to have that experience and all those lessons to get you to this point. And you're actually there now and building it. So it just makes my heart so happy to see. Thank you. Tell us about the phrase, make it sacred. I know one of your core beliefs is around intentionality. And I think that's going to be my main theme for the year. So this is one that really stuck out to me that I want to ask you about. So what do you mean when you say make it sacred? And how do you put that into practice? Yeah, so so much of the time we're going from mundane task to mundane task. It just feels like the next thing we're checking off. And we can even get in that mode when we're not in corporate, right? When we're doing the duties of motherhood, when we're tending to all the things around the house, when we're preparing meals, when we're supporting our neighbors and family and so on and so forth. But if we really think about it, everything can be infused with the sacred. When we think about like higher consciousness and sacredness, our entire homes can be infused with sacredness. Those moments of connecting with our partners or our kids are sacred. Taking that first sip of coffee in the morning can be a sacred (laughs) moment, right? And each of those are opportunities for us to come alive and to connect and feel connected through our senses with this external world, which sometimes seems separate from us. But really, my belief is that it's not. My belief is that higher consciousness and light and spirit and sacredness and whatever you want to call it permeates everything. It permeates the clothes we wear. It permeates the words we speak. It permeates those moments that we're reading to our children or speaking on a podcast, right? Like this is all a sacred space. So how can we move through the day with more intentionality and slowing down and saying, oh, that sip of coffee. Like that is just Mm -hmm. pure delight. Ah, this, you know, article that I have to write, like that's a sacred thing. My words are going to reach the ears of people who need to hear this. So speak through me, right? Let me get out of the way so sacred can come through. Like sacredness connects everything. So yeah, the idea of making it sacred, it's not even like making it sacred, right? It's around just allowing sacred. Allowing, yeah. Mm-hmm. And noticing, you know, right? Noticing mm-hmm. and yeah. understanding that everything we do is sacred. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm curious about this because I think a lot of people will resonate with that. I that feeling of just like one mundane thing to the next, to the next, to the next. And even when you're creating a business for yourself that you are genuinely excited about, 
a lot of the stuff that goes into it is that mundane stuff, right? Like you can create a business that completely feeds your soul, theoretically. (laughs) But, you know, you also have to file with the government and you have to pay your taxes and you need to find a bookkeeper and you need to send your invoices and you need to do all the things. And so I'm curious, you know, this is something that you kind of jumped into with both feet after corporate was just saying like, I'm going to go full-time into this, running my own shop. And I'm wondering how you were able to put those two concepts together of like, I'm creating this new and exciting thing that genuinely lights up my soul. However, (laughs) here's this to-do list of incredibly mundane, often annoying, not that exciting (laughs) things that I have to do to make this business a reality. Yeah. Is that hard? (laughs) It is hard. (laughs) It is not Okay, easy. good, good. Yeah. Because I thought it was just yeah. me. I was like, I don't know. Maybe she is like loving this bookkeeping business. And I'm like, oh. No, no. Like okay, I had ahead. a conversation <laughs> with my husband. If there's anybody that I could hire, it would be an accountant. I'm not <laughs> ready to yes. dish that off. But there has to be a point where even the practice of, I don't want to call it grinding because that's like mm-hmm. old paradigm, right? But the practice of being diligent in what we need to do to build the foundation of something magical is Mm -hmm. sacred in itself. And so for me, I've been burning both ends and just getting this off the ground because I want to make sure that all of the things are tightened up so that I can then exhale and build from there. So I even have to remind myself, okay, what's what's just my morning practice that I'm going to tune into before I get into all of this? Mm -hmm. And that is... So even before this podcast, like I just had to ground in, connect to the core of the earth, connect up to the sky. Like I am a channel. I know that what comes through me is meant to come through me. So whatever that is for today, may I just be in service Mm -hmm. to that? May I be in service to the bigger vision that's already coming through me? May I continue to lean back and lean in and connect into this much bigger message that said, all right, you're getting out of there. You're going to go start your own thing. And this is how it's going to happen. And you know, you just look at it and you're like, really me? I'm supposed to do that. So that's what I have to remember in those moments that like, I'm called to this place. I'm called into this vision and I have to trust big. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a perfect segue. Thank you. Cause I want to talk about trusting your own power. This is a little mm-hmm. bit of what you're saying. Yeah. So you obviously believe in trusting your own power. You've kind of hit on it, I think, a little bit. But can you speak to maybe how connections and network are also a part of that? Because you're not saying those are important when you right. say trust your power. Can you talk about the importance of collaboration and partnership in that honoring of trusting your own power? Yeah. And let me just speak to trusting your own power first. And that is that we all have this iron core sovereignty within us that is completely untouchable. And it's not about putting on red and standing in a power pose, right? (laughs) And saying whatever affirmations. No, this is like a power that is already in you. And we have to trust that it already exists. You are already resourceful, whole, creative at your essence, 
none of us are broken. Although all of these pieces may seem like they shatter sometimes, and then we got to put them back together and all these things. We hit those dark nights of the soul and we feel like we're completely, you know, messy all over. But at the very center of who we are is this sovereign power that cannot be touched. And so when that meets other sovereign power, think of the magic that can happen, right? And this is a different paradigm than how we've been operating in for a long time. This is the difference between power over mm-hmm. versus power with. Mm-hmm. Can we walk in power together? Can we empower each other? Can we say, ah, I'm an expert in this, but I am sure not an expert in that. I'm an expert in coaching. And Mallory, you are an expert in workflows and all of the things that I do not mm-hmm. want to do. So I've hired Mallory's company many, many times to take care of that. But it's because I lean into someone else's power and potential and magic. And now you're bringing this into the world. And that's not something that I've done. So how do we share power? and ignite each other's expertise. And even if someone did the exact same thing that I did and is sitting right next to me, is promoting all of their stuff, imagine what could happen if we worked together. Imagine if we co-created something together, what could that do? Like if our vision is to share our gifts with the world and amplify what we have to offer and share in our service, then why wouldn't we come into collaboration and move things forward together? That is a new paradigm. And it strikes me just as so different from, different in a refreshing way, noted, than at least what I experienced in corporate life, right? So those are not conversations that are typically happening. These are not meetings where everyone is like, you know what, here is what we're all about. And we see and recognize the value in each person in here. And if we're working together in this way, like that is just not how life is framed. And I think a lot of women who start their own businesses have felt really constrained by that or really just defeated by that phrase you used of power over versus power with. And it's trying to be the type of person that you're describing, right? Like in touch with the essence of who you are, trusting your own power, but you're trying to do it in a container that doesn't fit. That's right. Right? That's and right. so it just doesn't fit Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah. And it's a collective consciousness in the corporate space. Mm-hmm. So no matter if you have managers who are really trying to do the work to see, mm-hmm. you know, strengths finder. You have all these yep. kinds of things to help amplify your team strengths. You're still in the shell yes. of the power over model. And yes. so it always feels like you're pushing against the grain. Now I have seen managers do it, right? And they're in their bubbles and in their spaces and their teams are thriving. But when you fly out, mm-hmm. They're thriving in a model that's not thriving. In a model that is. And so there's a conflicting current Mm -hmm. and frequency happening, which is that niggle, Mm -hmm. right? That's the niggle to the soul that's like, I don't fit here. I don't fit here. I can't operate in the way that I want to operate when the collective is governing me in a way that 
feel stifling and siphoning. Yes. And that's a benefit to stepping into the entrepreneur space because you can own that and you can create that. And how many episodes have I talked about my favorite hashtag community over competition? hundred percent of the episodes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, maybe. Yes. But that's really what we're doing here. So, so Tiff is just reminding us that we have that freedom now in this space to operate in this way and to pull others up with us as we do and inspire others to do the same. I love it. It's beautiful. Yeah. That's part of my vision is what if we could just hold the container? And this has already happened with some clients. It's like, oh, I'm not feeling well or I'm not sleeping well or, you know, I need help with this aspect of my life. And I was like, I got the person. I got the person. I got the person. And I already have two practitioners who are built into the coaching model. So a session with them is part of the entire coaching program. And then we're given permission to talk to each other. So she shares information now. (laughs) I know. God forbid we share personal information. Don't get crazy. (laughs) But we get to share and say, okay, so what's the best thing for this person? What's the best approach to help this person move along in this particular phase? Blah, 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 blah. But like, that's what I envision is that we don't have to go. I mean, you probably experienced the same thing as like, I had to go here and there and halfway across the world and back behind and to this country and over here and schedule this session to put. And then I had to put all the pieces together after I got all of that advice. I'm like, okay, well, uh, this person's telling me this and then I've got an imbalance of hormones here and then I'm, you know, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. right? All of these different symptoms that I'm trying to connect to that. So that's been most of my life is connecting the dots. And so how powerful would it be if, Someone could walk into a space and feel so nourished and cared for and know that the person that they're being referred to is, you know, along the same lines and values and philosophy and that those two practitioners are talking so they don't have to try to interpret. And you have a whole system of support Mm -hmm. for health and well-being. Yes. Amazing. Let's make it worldwide. Let's let's do it right now. (laughs) We are. We're doing it right now. We're doing it. It's happening. We're doing it. Love what you're hearing? Business Unbound online courses help you implement the ideas from this show and change how your company runs in big and small ways for the better. Our courses are meticulously crafted, packed with tactical tools and solutions, and designed to help women genuinely enjoy the day-to-day business journey. We've poured insights from our collective 13 years of entrepreneurship and work with more than 100 clients into every course. And the good news is that we're just getting started. We're on a mission to unite women entrepreneurs who understand challenges, loneliness, and vulnerabilities of running a business. And we want you to be part of it. Visit unboundboss.com to browse our course library. We cannot wait to join you on your journey. So as you approach business in this way, I'm curious if you ever backtrack a little bit accidentally and feel like you've created a container yourself that doesn't fit still. Mm. Because there are some days, Mallory and I talk about this, where you feel trapped by the business that you created. Yeah. Right. And that could be a really confusing headspace to live in yeah. because maybe like this shell doesn't fit anymore, yeah. but I made it. So Either is now something wrong with me that it doesn't feel quite right, or is something wrong with the business I created, 
Or, you know, I think that's something that women can struggle with once you get into this day to day. And so have you ever felt like, hey, I created this new like container in this new shell. Maybe it's not fitting me today the way that it was when I made it. Yes, 100%. I think too, when you get so much advice from different Mm -hmm. pre-existing models and philosophies, especially, you know, marketing and you know, website, la la la, like all these different things that you're trying to follow the right formula, but the right formula is actually, it doesn't quite match where you are. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Well, Tiffany, go write about this and do this kind of thing. And it's like, that doesn't actually feel authentic to me right. and it's not going to come through authentic. Mm-hmm. So I have to go back and say, okay, for me lately, and it can shift too, right? What feels joyful? Does this feel joyful? And of course, back to our earlier comment around legal stuff and yep. filing and all of that. That I don't know if that'll ever feel joyful. Yep. So we're gonna we're gonna put those ones on the other list. That like I'm gonna yep. balance out 80-20, right? Like 80% yes. joyful. But does this feel really good in my body? Does this feel like I am surrendering and letting the vision move through me or am I forcing the vision out there? Mm-hmm. And is this me, Tiffany, in her ego or is this spirit, consciousness, sacred coming through me in a bigger way and I'm just letting these words come out either by writing or speaking or however. It, I mean, my website launched several months ago, but every day I'm in there like, oh, that doesn't feel right. Right. Oh, let me move this around. Oh, those words don't sit well anymore. Mm -hmm. So it is very fluid. We have to allow it to be fluid. I took a service off the other day, right? Like that doesn't feel right anymore because even my market is changing. Even what I thought, who I thought I was speaking to has now shifted. Mm -hmm. So like I just allow it to inform me like, oh, it's not that anymore. Okay, so let's ride this wave. That feels way better in my body. And I'm not trying to override it with the strategy that's already set in place. Well, and I like that you're not also saying, well, I was wrong, right? What I was doing before was wrong, you know, because that can get in someone's head, right? When you're trying really hard to put out there what you want and to create this thing from scratch, it seems like if you change your mind, then somehow you weren't right before. But you can be right over and over and over, Over and over and over. So do you all know about SMART goals? Yes. Mm -hmm. So there's also SMARTER goals. And the E-R is evaluative and refinable. Ah. And that's why reflection is so important. That's been the theme of this entire month for me is reflection. It is so critical to look back and say, ah, okay, so what I thought was going to happen is not What I thought I wanted to reach didn't happen because my child got sick or I didn't feel really good that week or my partner and I, you know, are at discord. So whatever it is, okay, now I get to redirect it. What feels good in my body? Mm -hmm. When I think, when I hold one in one hand and one in the other, which one gives me more spaciousness and a longer exhale? Mm -hmm. And then we go with that one. So yeah, everything's refinable. Yeah, that's a huge lesson, I think. And I think we're kind of getting into it. So let's get deeper into the coaching that you do. So you teach primal wisdom or natural intelligence. What is that? Tell us what that is and how <laughs> and, and how does it apply to us women entrepreneurs? Yeah. So primal wisdom is a term and I'm very grateful to my team that I was working with 
Radha and Amy, they're part of my branding team. And Radha said the term one day and she said, primal wisdom. And I said, that's it. Like she pulled it out of all of these words that I was speaking to. And primal wisdom is, again, it goes back to that essence of sovereignty, of your power, that we already have this innate wisdom that runs through our blood that is completely connected to source, that is pure consciousness, that runs through every aspect of who we are. And what happens is over time, we experience things. We go through life. We have big traumas and little traumas and experience so much that that wisdom gets clouded. And we come away from the ability to reflect and refine. We come away from these rituals and crossing of thresholds. We come away from these traditional ways of saying goodbye to one thing and moving forward with another. So it's all just this big blend of past, present, and future that actually keeps us from being in the present moment enough that we can hear that wisdom come through. Mm-hmm. That wisdom comes through in those moments. I, when I lead retreats, it's like, I don't have the answers for you. I'm not going to teach you the answers to everything that you're looking for to make everything right in your world. No, like you have to get quiet enough to hear the answers that are already inside of you. You already have them all, but we've conditioned ourselves and we've been conditioned to not be able to hear them. So primal wisdom mm-hmm. is at the essence, right, of who we are. And it's what most indigenous wisdom traditions taught that wisdom, you know, even when you look outside, wisdom is rooted in the cycles of nature, right? In the seasons, in the cycles of the moon and the rising and falling of the sun and the growing, the waxing and the waning, everything is changing and transforming around us. Everything is born, it lives, it dies, and we have a rebirth process. There is never been anything that doesn't go through that process. So primal wisdom is that driving force behind the power of our ability to transform. So when you're thinking about primal wisdom, I feel like one of the most primal things about us is this fear is very primal, right? And trying to stay alive, right, is one of the most primal things about us. Mm -hmm. And in business, I think that fear shows up in a lot of ways that hold women back, me included. And so how do you kind of reconcile getting in touch with that, you know, your primal essence of who you are and what you want and also kind of holding space for that fear factor and saying, here's how I deal with this in a more productive and healthy way because it's going to be there, right? Your brain wants you to be okay. wants you to make enough money. It wants you to have a house to live in. It wants you to be healthy and all the things. So when you're talking with business owners or even as a business owner yourself, how do you create a safe space for fear and turn it into something more productive? So fear, I even just wrote about this the other day. You can be fearful, courageous, and confident all in the same moment. And everything in nature has a sense of duality. So fear is on the same spectrum as wonder. Mm. Fear is actually connected to, in the primalism cycle, it's connected to the air element. So when we have too much air, right? Think about how air 
exists, the element of air exists in the body, it lifts up, right? It ungrounds us. It moves around like this, you know, it moves around, it creates anxiety, it creates turmoil, it creates the inability and flitters that don't allow us to see and definitely don't allow us to ground down. But as we shift from the spectrum, it's like the pendulum swinging, as you shift from fear over to wonder, Mm-hmm. Right? Like start to get curious, start to become more open to what is here in front of you. And then the other elements come into play too. Like, so you have anger on one end of the spectrum and courage, you have sadness or grief on one end of the spectrum and deep peace. Once we start to witness ourselves in nature and understand that we embody all of the elements of nature and understand how they move, right? Like, so if you think about wind, like really big gusts of wind Mm -hmm. and how the patterns at which they move, and then they start to settle when things get quiet, right? And you have to actually not combat it, but you have to counter it with something that's going to bring the energy down. So something that's connected to earth, to water, like grounding practices Mm -hmm. so that you can bring that fluctuated energy down into your body and say, okay, what am I really supposed to hear in this moment? Because this fear is teaching me something, but I'm not in a place where I can listen to it. Mm -hmm. So this whole practice of noticing how we move with those energies and noticing what we can do when they arise and being like, okay, it's there. I see you fear, right? Not like shutting it out, but I got you. You're right there. Okay. Mm -hmm. So hang on. Let me just feel this because this feels super unsteady. Mm -hmm. It goes back to the practice of being in your body. Where does it sit in my body? Okay. Can I just meet it where it is? All right. Why is it showing up? What is the source of this fear? Like the, there's so many places we can go and explore right? Where it comes Mm -hmm. from and then honoring it. And then once you give it acknowledgement, it actually diminishes its power. You pull your power Mm -hmm. back. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a really good example of the type of coaching that you're interested in doing now at this point (laughs) in your life, right? And it's a very different way for entrepreneurs to hear how to deal with the things that they're all feeling and we yeah. sometimes don't talk about because you don't want to seem, you know, we talk about that imposter syndrome or things like that. And you just hold it. You're like, it's fine. It's fine. I'll just let it fester down It'll here. Go like, away. What, It'll go yeah, away. Like what could possibly okay. happen? I'm going to be super confident here in a minute, I, any minute now, right. <laughs> you know, right. and any so minute. Yeah. any minute is going to be great. But just kind of teaching people to realign I think there are expectations of how they're going to feel running a business. I mean, you obviously coach more than just business owners, but for business owners, I think just realigning how to deal with the emotions that you are bound to feel building and running a business in just this healthier way. I think that's really important. Yeah. And when we recognize that we are all of it, like that rage is okay and fear is okay and sadness is okay and grief is okay. And who we, we are so complex humans are so complex, but feminine (laughs) women identifying humans Uh are so complex. And it's really hard to communicate how much, you know, like what we're experiencing because we take on a lot of these rhythms and we're very deep reflectors of the macrocosmic rhythm. So things could be 
I don't follow astrology a lot. That's an expertise mm-hmm. that I so value, but I'm like pointing to another person. If mm-hmm. And it's so informative. And that's one of the sessions that I offer through my program because it's so helpful to understand the organization of the psyche according to where you were on this planet when you were born, like and timing and all of it. A lunatic here. I'm super grumpy and it's not even that part of my cycle. Mm-hmm. And I'm heavy and I'm all these things. And then I look and understand there's actually some whatever solar flares coming off the sun, coming towards the earth right at Colorado, right? (laughs) Whatever it is, we're very much affected by this higher consciousness. So yeah, when you understand like, okay, it's okay to be that. I don't have to shame myself. I don't have to blame myself. Sorry, honey, mommy just turned into a dragon last night. I'm very (laughs) sorry. I have no explanation for it. I just went into dragon mode. I love you. And I'll try not <laughs> to do yep. it as often. Yeah. Uh, like it's, it's not even, I won't do it again. It's like, I'll no, try I'll not to do, do it, it again. As often. But, but it's a lesson. I'm also human. And it's yeah. good for them to learn this about yes, their parents. Exactly. Yes. Now, you had mentioned earlier in the episode, you're trying to carve out this new space in the coaching industry. So you're wanting to blend these two approaches. But what has yeah. the experience been like kind of blazing this path. Talk to us about being an entrepreneur, kind of pioneering a new approach because a lot of our listeners, a lot of people are doing that. They're stepping into something. They're kind of manifesting something that maybe they haven't seen yet, which is kind of hard to do. Can you speak to that, what it's been like so far for you? Ooh, yes. First of all, it goes back to the vision. The vision that's coming through us is the driving force. We have to continue. I have to continue to surrender to that and know that if something doesn't happen in the way that I want to, or someone doesn't react in the way that I want to, or this thing that I thought was going to be this huge expression just falls flat, I have to know that I am a seed planter. And that doesn't mean that I can't see the rewards or the gratification from this very large task that I have been presented with in this lifetime. It just means it's going to grow organically. And I have to let it grow organically because no legacy was ever built overnight. No huge vision and revolutionary movement was built overnight. It was always built little by little in an organic way, just like a garden. You have to plant the seeds. You have to water the garden. You have to tend to it, talk to it, flow with it. Goes back to the conversation around fluidity. Oh, okay. Where's that landing? Oh, that didn't land. Okay. Let me try this. Okay. Let me tune in. What words actually do want to come through? Because maybe I wrote that in a place that was a little bit disconnected, Mm. or maybe I was so focused on the outcome that it didn't land that way. Or maybe it just didn't land then, but it will land later. Mm-hmm. You know, So carving out a space in an industry is a monumental task. And what it means is you're coming up against a frequency that already exists and you're forging a new one. Mm-hmm. So you're going to feel it. You're going to feel pushback. You're going to feel friction. You're going to feel all the things you're going to feel because you're the one who's bringing it into the world. And so therein lies the well-being piece. It's like, I've already had a troll come at me. (laughs) 
And it's like, really? Like, you have nothing better to do? (laughs) Yeah. You have nothing better to do than to, you know, rip me apart and throw it back in my face. Like, and all I said was, our dialogue is done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So our dialogue, I said my piece in a very neutral way. And then I said, our dialogue is done. I don't have space for this. And then I set up this big protective energy, right? (laughs) (laughs) Those people don't get to come into this space. Yes. Mm -hmm. They don't get to. This isn't driven just by me. This Mm -hmm. is driven by something so much bigger. This is my lineage. These are my lineages coming into being. This is my legacy. You don't get to do that. Mm -hmm. So it teaches us to have strong boundaries and stay committed to the vision. Stay Mm -hmm. committed to that original idea that came through because that is what wants to come through. And no matter what happens, no matter who comes at you, it's time to say, nope, and then turn in, check in with your body, check in with your intuition, move from that place and do what brings you joy. Well, and I think that's kind of relates back to what you were saying before of like, you're allowed to be all the things, right? You're allowed to be all the emotions, all the things. And that includes being a mama bear about your business, right? right? And keeping only what you want. And sometimes that's not specific people. Maybe that's not specific clients. Maybe that's not specific team members. And sometimes I think we get to a place of feeling like we need to be all one thing. We need to be all like Mm -hmm. light and joy. (laughs) We need to be a hundred percent like divine sparkles, in the totally. sky and you're totally. like, uh, but really what I want to say to this client is our dialogue is over. This is not going to be part of my life. And that's yeah. okay too, yeah. right? Is kind of yeah. what you found and giving yourself permission as a business owner to say, you know what, for me to create the space that I want, the container that I want for me today, right. these things can't be here. That's right. And you have permission to do that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where reflection comes in because then you get even more clear. Uh, okay. So I kind of let myself dip into that. Right. That wasn't me. That was me magnetizing towards that old paradigm yeah. mode or how I used to be, right? The push mentality or the, mm-hmm. you know, life sucking paradigm. But okay, now I'm going to do it differently if I get presented with that again. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a constant conversation. Mm-hmm. Yes. Reflection, refinement. Yes. Okay. Boundaries. Okay. Self-care, love, mm-hmm. get into the earth, get into nature, mm-hmm. get into nature. Yes. Right. Yes. So I would say, I know this is kind of a lot of like mental well-being, but I also, I'm just going to put the label of spirituality of all these things we've talked about. Maybe that's not right. Maybe it is. But I would say this work is unique to each of us, right? There's these lessons and these guides, but it's internal. We're all doing it ourselves. We all know which way we need to go. Okay. So it's unique to us. I'm curious in your work so far with all the coaching you've done through the years, have you, I'm guessing you've come across women who are hesitant to carve out time for this work or hesitant to do it, to explore it. What do you say to those people in case there's anybody listening that are like, I can't do that or I don't want to do that? Maybe what advice do you give them or why do you consider it not optional, especially for entrepreneurs and busy people? I'm a believer that we cannot separate spirit and matter. We can't separate or compartmentalize aspects of our lives. The whole purpose, at least for me, is how do I create synergy between all of these aspects of my life? And 
let them connect with each other and weave through each other and emerge into whatever expression that is, whether it's professional or through my relationships or through my interaction with community. Again, it goes back to everything is sacred. Like these aspects of ourselves are waiting to be acknowledged and we keep shoving them down and then we shame ourselves Mm -hmm. when they show up. And it's just a vicious cycle and it doesn't serve anyone. And they're going to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. You're going to get as many chances (laughs) as you need to look at the pattern and look at the emotions, the behaviors, the habits, the patterns, whatever it is that are not serving you and tend to them. And that I believe is a deeply grounded spiritual process. I like to call it grounded wisdom because sometimes spirituality can feel Mm -hmm. really out there, Mm -hmm. right? Like spirituality is there or spirituality is in the temple or Mm -hmm. the church or that place. Spirituality is everywhere. And when we open up the floodgates for it to come through our work and come through our relationships. And it doesn't mean you have to have this specific religious practice because that is, you know, it's part of a paradigm that we're shifting here, that it doesn't have to be an organized religious practice. Our connection with spirit can be that sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. It can be that walk in the forest. It can be our connection with our partner, right? So, Ooh, there's just so much opportunity. And I think what I say primarily is there's not going to be a way around it. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to go Mm -hmm. through it. And that means you're going to have to look at all this stuff. Right. It just is. I mean, I feel so blessed to have been on a path where I continually look at all this stuff. And sometimes it's like, God, what else can I look at? (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. That again? Yes. And then you think you kind of clear it, right? You right, think you clear right. it. And then you're like, oh, oh no, you're back. Sweet. So that was another layer. <laughs> but that's right. it. We scratch the layers, right? We start kind of de layering. It's like peeling the layers of an onion to get mm-hmm. to that sovereign essence and get to that core where it's like, oh, there it is. Okay, that's that pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see it. Right now I can make I it. I see it again. I've seen it, but I'm going to reflect differently and act differently and use the version of me that I am today, not the version of when I dealt with it the last time. So I'm curious to wrap things up a little bit for people who, like Mallory said, maybe this is something that feels like, oh gosh, I mean, yes, I wanted to be more aware of that. I want to feel more like my business is serving me and serving this broader purpose, but I'm tired and I'm busy and I just want my business to feel better. So Mm. what are a few little tangible, small solutions that you feel like can just put a little bit of space back in a business owner's life or make business feel just a little bit better so that they maybe then have the capacity to do more deep work, right? We can't always just dive in. It's not always the day for that. But like, what are some of these little things that you're like, you know what, if you show up in these ways your experience with your business and your life is going to, it's already going to feel different. This might not be the answer that you're expecting, but this is what I always go to. And this is the root of my methodology, which is the cycles of nature. Get into nature and witness what happens. 
Witness life feeding on life. Witness the cycles of transformation that are already happening. Witness what it feels like to put your feet on the earth. Witness what the air feels like moving across your skin. Witness when you see, for me, it's just tall pine trees and then the sun peeking through and the light shimmering off at different angles. Like It brings us back to our natural rhythms. Because I feel like when we get in a place where business isn't working, oh, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? We're seeking externally for answers that aren't going to help that feeling. Like allow yourself to feel that tension and then get into a place where you're spacious, where you can breathe in air and you can see differently. Because when you do that, you open yourself to new possibilities. You open yourself to the wisdom. And then you're able to come back to it and be like, ah, okay. So that was the thing that kind of felt incongruent. Okay, now I got a breath of fresh air. Okay, that I need to move around a little bit. I mean, it's a very simple and it seems unrelated, but nature's nature. And we're always in one part of the process of transformation and all of these different facets of life and even within the cycles of our business. So if that's one practice that you can do, maybe it's just stepping outside in your backyard for five minutes in the morning or going for a walk in the afternoon and just clear yourself and be a witness versus getting so myopic and in the Mm -hmm. trenches, that's when new ideas happen. The other thing is surrounding yourself with people who are doing it because that's part of self-determination theory, autonomy, mastery, and relatedness of purpose. When we surround ourselves with people who are in that space, then we can witness and understand, ah, okay, that's how they weave in that's how they think about things. Mm-hmm. You can shadow people. You can you know, join any groups like masterminds or networking mm-hmm. groups or even just a circle of friends who are approaching it in a different way. But when we continually surround ourselves with people who are in the go-go push paradigm mm-hmm. who are stuck in the old, yes, it's going to feel super limiting to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And those both feel tangible. We can get yeah. outside and we can yeah. find people who yeah. align. Even just listening to this podcast, there's a shameless You know, I mean, (laughs) we are trying to bring those people to business owners that maybe don't have those people, Yeah, right? This is a way that we can bring you and your wisdom to people who have never met you, right? Mm -hmm. Or don't live near you or never would have overlapped with you otherwise. And I think that's something that we want to do is have this broader network of people that feel like they're supporting you, even if you haven't met. Yeah, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. And also kudos to you all for having the conversations that not many people are having because it's people aren't bridging these different things. You got executive coaching over here and then you have therapy over here. (laughs) Right. Like who's the person in the middle? It's like, let's bring stuff together. (laughs) You know, you are. Let's bridge these. Yes. And we have spirituality over here and then we have work over here. And it's like, no, like, let's get it together, y'all. We got to work some relationships. (laughs) Yes. You know? Oh, we're all out there doing it. I am so grateful to you, Tiffany. If people want to follow along, all her information is in the show notes so you guys can get more of her wisdom because we only had an hour. We could probably go on for much longer. Mm. So Tiffany, truly, we're so grateful for you sharing all this with us. Thank you for being here. 
Mm, thank you so much. It's so fun to just be in conversation. It, it helps so much. And as much as it's my voice speaking, I always lean back on the traditions as the wisdom that's coming through me. So I'm super grateful to my lineages and mm-hmm. my teachers for showing me. So yeah. thank you. Awesome. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you here next week. Thanks for listening. Hop over to unboundboss.com to join our community and leave us a voice memo. We absolutely love hearing from you. If you like the podcast, please subscribe, leave us an Apple review, and share your favorite episodes with other women entrepreneurs. Talk to you soon.